Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest Pop Pantheon All Access episode in which Russ and Variety's Chris Willman and I are discussing last night's Grammy Awards. Who won? What we think about who won? some of the good performances, some of the less great moments, and overall how we thought the show went. If you enjoy this episode and you want to hear the rest of it, plus weekly bonus episodes of the show and so many more perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. As a Swifty, do you think that this even ranks in the top half of Taylor Swift's discography? I do, actually. I know that sounds weird, but Mm. I love the album. I I love the fact that it was kind of a, a pendulum swing after folklore and evermore where she kind of had her indie cred moment you know indie acoustic folk pop whatever and then did this album that kind of feels like a a woozy night at the club to me very electro pop like virtually nothing acoustic on it and took a total left turn that was not a left turn back into lover or what she'd done previously but it was like a, a different kind of left turn so i I feel like she deserves some credit for artistic adventurousness because it was really different from what she'd just done and gotten a lot of acclaim for that she could have continued that vein, but also different from kind of like the the shiny, upbeat tone of Lover, that it's very kind of lower, mid-tempo. I felt it like established a mood, and I felt like a lot of the the lyric writing is brilliant. I'm very lyric-focused, so I would put it toward the bottom of the top half. It's so funny because I'm I also consider myself like a pretty big Taylor Swift fan and I've had such a different reaction to Midnight's. I mean, I've, I, I to me, it's my least favorite of her albums. Wow. I found it like a reductive version of stuff she had done in her pop kind of maximalist era from 1989 through Reputation in various forms. I find the Jack Antonoff production redundant and something that she's returned to in maybe it's not identical to past versions of it, but definitely felt connected to songs like Out of the Woods or Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince and lots of Jack Antonoff previously Taylor collaborations. Yeah. I found the lyric writing some to be some of her least evocative and least precise of her entire career. I find it a weak set of songs. And I also think there's a conversation to be had here about the fact that like whether or not it's an album that we like or dislike, is Taylor Swift the only, like the, the dominance in the category is a frustration because there's other artists, Beyonce, SZA, all of these people that are deserving of this accolade. I mean, look at the year SZA had. Yes, Taylor had a big year, but SZA also had a massive, massive year. I mean, this was a widely acclaimed album that spent 10 weeks, the longest of any album, at number one. It was spinning off hit singles for a very long period of time. This was the exact combination of commercial success and critical acclaim that feels like a slam dunk to give a different artist the accolade at the top of this ceremony. Like Taylor Swift is already going down as a Grammys legend for winning the album of the year category three different times. And I would argue all three other times we can debate felt like for records that at least were like pinnacles of her discography. Like Mm -hmm. Fearless was the breakthrough record. This was, you know, the moment that I think most people recognized who Taylor Swift was as a talent. 1989 was a absolutely shrewd pivot towards centrist pop music that paid off in dividends, obviously commercially. And then Folklore was this singer-songwriter, indie rock-leaning turn that was a surprise following the maximalism of Reputation and Lover. And all of those records just felt like, for better 
or worse, however you feel about Taylor, like like linchpins in Taylor Swift's discography in a way that this did not, mm-hmm. and in the way that SOS certainly did for SZA, as did I think a number of other records in this category. And artists that like I think the Grammys as an organization for their reputation would do well in terms of their longevity and people continuing to feel they're relevant in terms of celebrating. And I think SZA is an obvious example of that. I think Lana Del Rey is another good example of that. Like these are artists that are generational. I mean, these are incredibly important artists mm-hmm. to, to young fans. And if they're just going, I'm mean, not that Taylor Swift isn't obviously, but I think that they're shooting themselves in the foot in terms of their continued relevance and credibility by just heaping awards on this one person that I think also represents to a lot of marginalized communities a certain version of whiteness and a certain version of rockism and all of these sort of ideals that like the Grammys I think should be trying to get out of and it just feels out of step I think for them and I again we can debate whether Midnight's is good or not I almost feel like it's almost weirdly irrelevant in some ways to this conversation what do you think Russ yes listen uh the fact is not a single black woman has won album of the year in 25 years the last person to win it was Lauren Hill in 1999 for Miseducation of Lauren Hill a black woman hasn't won this award in this millennium total there has been Natalie Cole Whitney Houston and Lauren Hill it is so discouraging and you know the rap category wasn't presented during the show last night i think that jay-z made like a lot of points i found jay-z's speech to be really electrifying and i think that if you look at the sentiment on the internet today it is just really frustrating for somebody who represents white femininity and white feminism in this way for these generationally talented groundbreaking innovative artists to just get blanked in this category for these incredible statements that are really important to marginalized groups queer people with Renaissance, Black queer people, especially with SZA, just like what she has done, I think is so incredibly moving and impactful. And I think that what Taylor Swift did was so mediocre. She's an incredible songwriting talent. The album, fine, just fine. It left me with just such a bad taste in my mouth at the end of the night because it is the least interesting thing that they could have possibly Agreed. done. Giving it to Boy Genius would have been this group of queer women who redefined rock and roll, who brought rock music back into the fold. I think that it could have been really exciting. Olivia Rodrigo even having a moment for Guts, this incredibly beloved record. You know, even if we would have like thrown it to Janelle Monet, at least it would have been like a fun and interesting weird quirk that would have been something. Giving it to Lana Del Rey would have been this incredible moment of finally giving this person who has been standing on slight outside of something while creating a mythology over the past decade. There's so many different ways that this could have been interesting. And it was just the most boring, absolute worst thing that we could have ended the (laughs) night on. And it left me with such a sour note. And like, that was such a bummer because we had these really magical moments. And I just like, I don't know. I feel like I am constantly being gaslit by Taylor Swift (laughs) and I'm done. Like, I'm just so over it. When are we going to reach too much Taylor? When is it going to be over? When do I get a break? Like, I'm going absolutely out of my mind with this woman. She announces a new album. I was like, I feel like you've been on album cycle for the past five years. I need a break. I'm tired. Stop it, Taylor. Aren't you tired? What's going on? You're on TV every Sunday already. Do you have to be on TV this time too? Like enough with this one single woman. When are we going to be done? I need a fucking break from Taylor Swift. Let's make it happen. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so torn because this is like so funny to me because I feel like on the one hand, it's like, 
there's this bubble on the internet and like where we exist where like this sentiment feels like it exists. And again, I want to put out there that like I went to the era store. I paid an exorbitant amount of money to go see it. That was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, plus weekly bonus episodes of the show and so many more perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash pop pantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode.